Sermon text this morning comes from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Acts, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Listen for the word of God. In the first book, Theophilus, in the first, excuse me, let me start over. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up into heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Most gracious and loving God, I thank you for the word that you have given us this morning, God. I pray, Lord, that as as we have read it, as we have seen it, as we have heard it, God, that our ears will be opened and our eyes will be opened, our minds and hearts will be opened to receive it. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Jesus has been risen from the dead. He has appeared to his disciples and in 40 days he had appeared over and over and over again to prove who he was, to prove that he was the Lord, to prove that he was the risen Christ, to prove that he was the Son of God and he had all power to do all things. He came and he performed miracles and he did many things in their sight so that they would know exactly who he was. The disciples who followed him day after day after day, who lived with him, talked with him, spoke with him, he taught them, had to have proof over and over and over that he was alive and with them. We as Christians face these same things. We face these same things over and over and over. We have to come to him and he has to prove to us over and over that he is who he says he is. That he will do what he says he will do. That he will fulfill the promises that he has given to us. We need to have those put in our hearts and put into our minds over and over. But we're no different than who the disciples were. You hear a lot about Thomas and about doubting Thomas. Now, he didn't believe. Well, evidently the disciples weren't too sure. The rest of the disciples weren't too sure either and the followers because Christ had to prove himself over and over. It goes on to say that there's more to it than this. Just like the Energizer Bunny. Most of you will remember the Energizer Bunny that played the drum and you know the batteries were going around and they never quit. Jesus had to do the same. He never quit. He never quit saying, this is who I am, follow me. He tells us today, this is who I am, follow me. Let everything else go, put everything else aside. Take up the cross and follow me. Sometimes we don't want that cross. We don't want that cross, it's too easy to just do our own thing. 
It's easy to say, okay, I'm a Christian. I believe in Christ. I've, I've given my heart to Him. I've given my life to Him. I've accepted Him as my Lord and Savior. I go to church every Sunday and Wednesday and I'm there. I believe it. And we're done. Our witness is not necessarily just in the church, although we can be witnesses in our church. And we need to be witnesses in our church because everybody that comes to the doors are not Christians. We need to be witnesses, but our witness is also outside of these doors. Not everyone is called to be a preacher. Not everyone is called to be a teacher. Not everyone is called to be a great musician and or, or singers like the choir. Not everyone is called to, to have these kind of appointments and these kind of jobs, but everyone is called to be a witness, to go out and tell the good news of Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's hard to find people to give a testimony on Wednesday night at R&R. And sometimes it's hard and I'll ask them, the, the, the strong Christians that I know, will you give a testimony that I don't have one? You know we all have a testimony? Every single one of us has a testimony. Our testimony may be that God never allowed me to get involved with drugs. God never allowed me to get involved with, with, with pornography. God never allowed me to get involved with alcohol. God never led me into sex rings. God never did I let me do all of those things. What a great testimony. We should be shouting to the Lord those things. Instead, we say, I don't have a testimony. I don't have one. God's not done anything major for me. Oh, my. What has he done for you? That's what the Holy Spirit was given to us for. The Holy Spirit was not given to us that we can all speak in tongues. That is a gift. The Holy Spirit was not given to us that we can all lay hands and heal the sick. That that is a gift. The Holy Spirit was given to us that we can all have the power to be witnesses to to Samaria and to all of the earth. I say all of the earth, the ends of the earth is the Texas border because we don't think there's anything else. If it's not in Texas, it doesn't exist. Or maybe it shouldn't. But God is telling us we can be witnesses. He's given us the power. He's given us the Holy Spirit that we can go out and be witnesses. And that is just to lend a hand, to encourage someone, to to show them the love of Christ through our life, through our testimony, through our words that we speak. Sometimes just from the look on our face. Sometimes being a witness for Christ is not saying something. It's not saying something. It's not having that look on your face like, why in the world am I even here? Because God has placed us here to be a witness to the world around us. And maybe it starts in our own hearts. Maybe it starts in our own hearts. Maybe it starts with our family, our loved ones, those that live in the house with us. Are we being a witness to them? Are we showing them the love of Christ through everything that we do? How are we being witnesses to those that we love? How are we being, how are we showing the love of Christ to those that we love with all of our hearts? How are we showing the love of Christ to those that we come in contact with at work every single day? The client that calls us up or the student that walks into our room and and says, I've got a problem. The student that walks in my room and says, I don't have my homework done because the dog ate it. They've got some issues. They need need someone to love them and to care for them. They need someone to love them and care for them. That's how we show the love of Christ. That is how we are witnesses. That is the power that the Holy Spirit has come to give us so that we can be that witness to the world around us. Faith. 
Faith is something that's really hard to explain because everyone wants proof of something these days. I know I've told you this story before and I'll probably tell it to you in the next seven, ten years while I'm here. But um, when I was in middle school and junior high, I had a good friend who didn't have any faith. He was never in church, as far as I know, in his whole life. But we were best buds. And I was trying to share my faith with him in middle school, and I knew very little. But I knew that I loved Jesus Christ, and I knew that, I, that, that, that he loved me, and that was, that was all that mattered. And I said, Bruce, you just have to have the faith as little as a grain of mustard seed, and the mountains will be moved. And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, just a little bit of faith, and it'll take you so far. And he said, well, if you have so much faith, jump over this building. He was talking about the middle school building. And I looked at him and I said, I could if I wanted to. That's how much I knew. That's not the power that Christ, that the Holy Spirit gives to us. The power that the Holy Spirit gives to us is not to be some superhero. And that's our Vacation Bible School theme, by the way, is, is uh, superheroes. And, and, but it's not, that's not the power that God gives us to be a superhero, to do these supernatural kind of things. Some yes, some no. Supernatural like healing, supernatural like, 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 like picking some up out of the mud and the muck and bringing them up to, to a place that they can be and they can serve the Lord Jesus Christ and they can love Him and know that he, Yes, those supernatural things, yes. But the supernatural thing to jump over, leap over a building or have a cape and fly, that's not it. But to so many of us, to, be, to have a supernatural power of being able to go out and tell someone what Jesus has done for you and nothing more is a great accomplishment. And that's what he wants us to do. That's what he wants us to do. Those mountains to be moved, those mountains are those things that come between the world and Jesus Christ. Our friends in Jesus Christ, our family in Jesus Christ, our sons, our daughters, our mothers, our fathers, our grandparents, our grandchildren, our nieces, our nephews. Those are the mountains that need to be removed, those things that come between them and Jesus Christ. And that little bit of faith will bring us to those places to move those mountains. Too many of us play church. Too many of us play church. We don't think that our life really has to evolve around Jesus Christ. We think if we're in church on Sundays, we're doing good. And quite frankly... I believe God would be more pleased with us if we're out in this world reaching people for Jesus Christ and we don't come into the doors and hide. We hide behind these doors. We hide behind our pews. We hide behind the preacher. We hide behind the choir because we're afraid to exercise that power that God has given to us. He won't let us down. He won't let us down. What He will do is He will be there to encourage us, to hold us, to carry us, to give us the wisdom that we need, to speak the words that we need that will show someone else the love and the power of Christ. Just what He's done for me in my life. The Holy Spirit will come to you. The Holy Spirit will come to you. He said, he said John baptized with water, but I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit that will give you the power to be witnesses to the entire world. 
a gift. But not only a gift, a duty. It is a duty, a responsibility that we have as Christians. Responsibility that we have as Christians. We can all receive more of that gift. We can all accept more of the power of the Holy Spirit that God has given to us. As the scriptures continue, he's given us a promise. He said, I promise you that you will have the power to go out and bear witness to all the world. And then all of a sudden, the strangest thing happened. If you see my little Jesus right here, the strangest thing happened. He began to go up into the clouds. and The clouds took him away. And they stand there gazing, look. And all of a sudden, these two white men in white robes. These two men in white robes are standing there. Angels. Angels. Saying to them, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? Why do you stand there gazing? I believe that what those men are really saying is, don't stand there looking and waiting, but go do something. Go do something. Because one day he's going to come back just like you saw him go in those clouds. He's going to return and he's returning for his church. When it is doesn't matter. What matters is that we are ready and we prepared. And that when we meet him in, 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 those, in heaven, when we meet him in the air, that he is able to say to us, good job. Good job. You shared me with the world. You shared my love with those that are unlovable. You shared my love with those that, that, that you, you couldn't stand to look at. You shared my love with those that, that were dark and in dark places that didn't smell good. You shared my love. Good job. And our only response can be, but Lord, you gave us the power to do it. You gave us the power to do it. We need to take that responsibility and that power and that beautiful, beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit as He fills our hearts and fills our lives. We need to take that into the world that's around us and outside of these doors. We need to take it into a world that's dark and lonely and crying out for help. We live in perhaps the greatest nation in all the world and there's so much darkness right outside our doors. They're crying for help. They're crying. I remember someone who I love with all my heart was talking to me about some problems that was that they were having and needed some prayer and and they weren't really asking me for prayer. They were they were just telling me things that were going and I knew they needed prayer and and I said I will have, I'll put you on the prayer chain in our church. In our church, and this wasn't since I've been here. It's been before I came here. And our church will be praying for you. And their words to me was, God doesn't hear the prayers of your people because they're not spirit-filled. My answer back to them was, I'll put my people and the spirit that God has placed in them up against anybody in this whole world because they believe in the power of prayer. They believe that God answers prayer and their job, they know, is to go out and to, and to give Jesus Christ to the world. 
Wasn't too long after that, I started getting some phone calls saying, can you get your church to pray for this or for that? We are spirit-filled people. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. Next week we celebrate Pentecost Sunday. What a glorious and wonderful day to celebrate that the Holy Spirit came down upon those and filled them. And they were able to what? They were able to be witnesses to the world around them. Speaking in tongues, speaking in languages that they couldn't do. A gift that God had given to them. But God has given each one of us the gift of the power to be witnesses. We may not speak in tongues. We may not, we may not all have the gift of laying on, in, on hands and, and prayer and, and, and healing the sick. But we all have the gift of the power of God to be witnesses. He says, I give that to you. He also says, don't stand there and wait, gazing up into heaven, waiting for something to happen. Because he's going to come again. He's going to come again in all of his glory. He's coming in the clouds. And the trumpets will sound just like the choir sing about this morning. The trumpets will sound. When it happens, only God knows. Our job is to be ready. And to be witness to the world around us. That the lost will be ready as well. God is telling us we've got a job to do. God may be calling you today to say, Preacher, I've not done my duty. I've not done my duty because I didn't think I had a testimony. I didn't think I had a witness. God may be telling you that well done, good and faithful servant. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. Keep loving the unlovable. Keep hugging the stinky and the dirty. Keep sharing the love of Christ. However God is speaking to you today, I just pray that you hear His voice. That you hear His voice. That we quit gazing into heaven. And we will go to work. Fulfilling the duty that God has called us to. Let's pray. Most gracious and loving God. You have brought us through so much. Personally through the church. Through our personal lives. We still struggle Lord. We struggle to know what it is that you would have us to do. We struggle to know what direction you would want us to go. We struggle to know who it is that you're placing in our path that we need to be reaching out to in a stronger way. Open our eyes. Open our eyes and show us how great you are, God, and how you will give us the power and you already have filled us with your spirit and you've given us the power to go forth to make disciples to the ends of the earth to the ends of the earth. God, we can only do it with you. Help us, Lord, to muster up the strength, the courage, the faith, 
the wisdom, whatever it may be, Lord, that we need to reach out to a lost world. If we as a church can bring in one soul, that's one soul, Lord, that's kept from the pits of hell. Help us to be your instrument. Help us to be your tool. Help us to be your vessel that you can flow through us. We ask these things in the name of Christ.